Chapter 27 Reverence towards the sanctity of the Muslims Allah the Exalted says in the Quran وَمَن يُعَظِّمْ حُرُمَاتِ اللَّهِ فَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَهُ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِ And whoever honors the sacred things of Allah, then that is better for him with his Lord. And Allah also says, وَمَن يُعَظِّمْ شَعَائِرَ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ تَقْوَى الْقُلُوبِ and whosoever honors the symbols of Allah, then it is truly from the piety of the heart. And Allah also says, And be courteous to the fellow believers. And Allah also says, مَنْ قَتَلَ نَفْسًا بِغَيْرِ نَفْسٍ أَوْ فَسَادٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ فَكَأَنَّمَا قَتَلَ النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا وَمَنْ أَحْيَاهَا فَكَأَنَّمَا أَحْيَا النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا If anyone killed a person not in retaliation of murder or to spread mischief in the land, it would be as if he killed all mankind. And if anyone saved a life, it would be as if he saved the life of all mankind. 222 Abu Musa radiallahu anhu reported, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, The relationship of the believer with one another is like the bricks of a building. Each strengthens the other. He, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, illustrated this by interlacing the fingers of both his hands. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. This hadith enjoins unity in the Muslim community, each member of which is like a brick, which, when they are all combined, lend strength to each other. Similarly, Muslims are like hands and arms, which physically joined together are bound to cooperate with one another. 223. Abu Musa anhu reported, Allah's Messenger وسلم, said, Whoever enters our mosque or passes through our market with arrows with him, he should hold them by their heads lest it should injure any of the Muslims. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. Islam has made a forceful and elaborate arrangement for the security of the lives of the Muslims. But the abundance of arms and ammunition has vitiated this arrangement. Its senseless use has resulted in killing at large scale. It is used even on happy occasions to spread terror. Sometimes firing in the air for jubilation costs some precious lives. Similarly, display of fireworks on festivities is a cause of great nuisance for the people living in that locality. May Allah grant us guidance to adhere to his injunctions in every walk of life. 224 Nu'aman ibn Bashir radiyallahu anhu reported, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, 
the believers in their mutual kindness, compassion, and sympathy are just like one body. When one of the limbs suffers, the whole body responds to it with wakefulness and fever. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. This hadith has the same purport which is mentioned in the previous hadith. It says that Muslims are akin to a living person. When he feels pain in one of his eyes, for example, his entire body feels it. When he suffers from a headache, he feels its pain throughout his body. 225. Abu Huraira, radiyallahu anhu, reported, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam kissed his grandson, Al-Hasan ibn Ali, radiyallahu anhuma, in the presence of Al-Aqra ibn Habis. Thereupon he remarked, I have ten children, and I have never kissed any one of them. Allah's Messenger وسلم, looked at him and said, He who does not show mercy to others will not be shown mercy. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary To kiss children with kindness and affection is not only permissible, but also a means of attaining Allah's mercy. 226. Aisha, radiyallahu anha, reported, Some Bedouins came to Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and asked, Do you kiss your children? He, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, Yes. They then said, By Allah, we do not kiss them. The Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, replied, I cannot help you if Allah has snatched kindness from your hearts. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. Showing kindness and affection to children is a sign of that mercy and compassion with which Allah endows mankind. 227. Jarir ibn Abdullah radiyallahu anhu reported, Allah's Messenger وسلم, said, He who is not merciful to people, Allah will not be merciful to him. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary Kind treatment to Allah's creatures is very much liked by Allah. Even animals and birds are included in this category. Kind treatment with them makes a person eligible to the mercy of Allah. Decent behavior with people has been specifically mentioned in this hadith, although all creatures are covered by it. 228. Abu Huraira, who reported, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, When one of you leads the salah, he should not prolong it, because the congregation includes those who are feeble, ill, or old. One version adds, those who have to attend to work. While offering prayers alone, you may pray as long as you like. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. According to this hadith, the imam, or the one who leads the congregational prayer, 
is enjoined to shorten the prayer in consideration of those who pray behind him. Shortening of prayer here means that the surah of the Qur'an recited by him in the prayer should not be very long. This does not mean, however, that the postures of salah, such as standing, bowing, prostration, and sitting, should not be done properly, as it is taken to mean by Muslims in general. It is a sunnah about which the noble prophet وسلم, is reported to have said, pray as you see me praying. Thus, it is essential to perform salah properly. 229. Aisha anha reported, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam would sometimes abstain from doing something he wished to do, lest others should follow him and it might become obligatory upon them. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. This hadith indicates the affection which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam had for his followers. In spite of his fervent desire, he would sometimes deliberately leave voluntary prayers lest it became obligatory upon the Muslims. 230. Aisha anha reported, the Prophet prohibited his companions out of mercy for them from observing continuous fasting without a break. They said, but you observe fast continuously. He replied, I am not like you. I spend the night while my Lord provides me with food and drink. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. The words, I am not like you, should not be taken to mean here, I am not a human like you. What they really mean is that no one else has that special contact with Allah which he has. On account of this quality, which was special to the Prophet wasallam, it is prohibited to keep fasting continuously. In fact, it is not only prohibited, but unlawful. In such cases, it is obligatory for Muslims to follow him faithfully. 231. Abu Qatada al-Harith ibn Ribi reported, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, I stand up to leave salah with the intention of prolonging it. Then I hear the crying of an infant and I shorten this salah lest I should make it burdensome for his mother. Collected by Al-Bukhari. Commentary. In this hadith, brevity of prayers stands for recitation of short surahs of the noble Qur'an in prescribed congregational prayers. The Sahih Muslim has elucidated this by saying that the Prophet ﷺ would recite short surahs on hearing the crying of a baby. In short, this hadith mentions that affection which he had for his followers. Its importance can be judged by the fact that he made a demonstration of it even in the prescribed prayers. 232. Jundub ibn Abdullah, radiyallahu anhu, reported, 
the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, when anyone offers the Fajr prayer in congregation, he is in the protection of Allah. So let not Allah call him to account withdrawing in any respect his protection because he will get hold of him and throw him down on his face in the hellfire collected by Muslims. Commentary This hadith tells us that the Fajr prayer is in the nature of an agreement between Allah and his slave or the Muslim. It tells us that he would not all day long depart from the way of Allah as he has not done by performing his Fajr prayer. He will not only perform all the other prescribed prayers, but would also do nothing which will displease Allah. A man who does not care to adhere to this agreement and thereby shows disobedience of Allah will be answerable to him for it on the day of resurrection. Commentary Number 232 has not been completed because the text is not clear. 233 Ibn Umar reported, The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, A Muslim is a brother of another Muslim, so he should not oppress him, nor should he hand him over to his enemy. Whoever fulfills the needs of his brother, Allah will fulfill his needs. Whoever removes the troubles of his brother, Allah will remove one of his troubles on the day of resurrection. And whoever covers up the fault of a Muslim, Allah will cover up his fault on the day of resurrection. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary this hadith is extremely important for the reason that it advises Muslims to live like family members. It says that one does not like to subject one's own son, brother, and so on to suppression nor leaves him helpless in trouble, but helps him when he is in need of it, endeavors to relieve him of hardship, and admonishes him when he does anything wrong. Almighty Allah is pleased with such behavior and gives him the best reward for it in this world and the next. 234 Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu reported, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, A Muslim is a brother to a Muslim. He should neither deceive him nor lie to him nor leave him without assistance. Everything belonging to a Muslim is inviolable for a Muslim. His honor, his blood, and property. Piety is here, and he pointed out to his chest three times. It is enough for a Muslim to commit evil by despising his Muslim brother. Collected by At-Tirmidhi. Commentary. This hadith deals with the subject discussed in the preceding one. In fact, it elucidates the points raised there. Now, the heart is one thing which no one can check out. Allah alone knows about it. The case of those who openly lead a sinful and impious life is of course quite different. To show hatred and disgust against such people is warranted by faith. 
Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu reported Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said do not envy one another do not inflate prices by overbidding against one another do not hate one another do not harbor malice against one another and do not enter into commercial transactions when others have entered into that transaction but be you o slaves of allah as brothers a muslim is the brother of another muslim he neither oppresses him nor does he look down upon him nor does he humiliate him piety is here and he pointed to his chest three times it is enough evil for a muslim to hold his brother muslim in contempt all things of a muslim are inviolable for his brother in faith his blood his property and his honor collected by muslim commentary this hadith elaborates the importance of mutual brotherhood and goodwill among the muslims they are warned against jealousy which is a very malice moral disease one who suffers from it does not like to see others in happy circumstances and wants that they are deprived of whatever good they have this hadith also prohibits muslims from mutual hatred enmity and indifference to others because all such things go against the concept of islamic fraternity the hadith also warns muslims against najash false bidding to raise the price in an auction as it is clear deception and fraud is opposed to goodwill for others while muslims are required to express for each other goodwill not ill will this hadith also prohibits making one bargain over the others because it generates malice and enmity 236 anas radiyallahu anhu reported the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said No one of you shall become a true believer until he desires for his brother what he desires for himself collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim commentary This hadith deals more comprehensively with the subject discussed above when a Muslim likes the same thing for another Muslim which he does for himself then he will be obviously expressing goodwill to his fellow muslims when muslims adopt this attitude at the community level no muslim will be an enemy of the other in fact each muslim would then be a well-wisher and helper of other muslims may allah enable us to adopt this attitude 237 anas radiyallahu anhu reported Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said help your brother muslim whether he is an oppressor or he is oppressed a man inquired o oh allah's messenger i help him when he is oppressed but how can i help him when he is an oppressor he sallallahu alayhi wasallam said you can keep him from committing oppression that will be your help to him collected by al-bukhari commentary this hadith contains a very comprehensive injunction 
to eliminate disturbance and tyranny in the Muslim society, it not only ordains helping the oppressed, but also encourages people endowed with moral courage to stop the oppressor's oppression. Doing so requires great courage and boldness, but Muslims would be able to do full justice to their duty of wishing well to their fellow Muslims when they develop the moral courage to stop the oppressor from tyranny, or at least protest against it verbally. 238. Abu Huraira, who reported, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, A believer owes another believer five rights, responding to greetings, visiting him in illness, following his funeral, accepting his invitation, and saying, Yarhamukullah, when he says, Alhamdulillah, after sneezing. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Muslim's narration is, there are six rights of a Muslim upon a Muslim. When you meet him, greet him. When he invites you, respond to him. When he seeks counsel, give him advice. When he sneezes and praises Allah, say to him, Yarhamukullah, meaning, may Allah have mercy on you. When he is sick, visit him. And when he dies, follow his funeral. Commentary. The bond of brotherhood among the Muslims has been further strengthened by the list in this hadith about the rights of Muslims on one another. 239. Al-Bara ibn Azib radiyallahu anhuma reported, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam commanded us to observe seven things and forbade us seven. He ordered us to visit the sick, to follow the funeral processions, to respond to a sneezer with Yarhamukullah, meaning, may Allah have mercy on you, when he says, Alhamdulillah, to help the oppressed and to help others to fulfill their oaths, to accept invitations and to promote greeting. He forbade us to wear gold rings, to drink in silver utensils, to use mayafir, meaning silk carpets placed on saddles, to wear al-qasid, meaning a kind of silk cloth, and to wear fine silk brocade, collected by al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. To materialize the pledge means that if a person relies on you and says that by Allah you must do such and such a thing, then you should not let him down. You should do that work and fulfill his pledge. But this is subject to the condition that the work in question is not unlawful. It is not only permissible, but also comes in the list of high moral values. <laughs> 